and welcome to the 2022 edition of the Girl Source Chats podcast. My name is Carisha, the new host of Girl Source Chat, taking over Alyssa, who hosted the podcast previously. I'm excited to use this platform to speak to phenomenal women from around the world who are making a real difference and touching the lives of many. Today, I'm thrilled to introduce Magda, the founder of Gold Clay Cosmetics, the world's first hyper-personalized modular makeup innovation, better for you and better for the planet. Gold Play Cosmetics has been making waves in the beauty industry recently, as their products are being compared to the likes of mega brands such as YSL. Popular makeup guru and YouTuber Robert Welsh reviewed both the YSL and Gold Play custom lipstick maker and branded Gold Play the better of the two products. Furthermore, Gold Play Cosmetics is 100% plastic neutral. That means Gold Play Cosmetics recycles the same amount of plastic that goes into each of their products, making sure no new plastic is added to the world and the landfills. Gold Play is revolutionizing the beauty industry and taking it by storm. So without further ado, let's have a chat with Magda. So I read that you're a makeup addict. When did you fall in love with makeup? I had a lot of acne problems. And uh, because of that, I got into skincare quite a bit. But at that point in time, this was uh, the 90s when I was growing up. And at that point in time, skincare wasn't as evolved, I would say, as it is today. So I had a really hard time uh, correcting my skin. So my only solution was makeup. I then got married. And uh, in India, when you get married, uh, the in-laws, they give you this huge sort of um, package with clothes and makeup and stuff. And I wasn't so much into color makeup at that point. I was still just using concealers and just kind of making it look more like skin. But because this whole package came, I was like, okay, I need to use this up. So that's where I started exploring colors more. And I loved how it made me feel. Uh, and of course, it took me some time to go bold in terms of lips and eyes and stuff. Eyes, I'm still not very comfortable with, but I feel like a lip color is something that you can just put on and you don't need anything else and you'll still look all done up. So yeah, I got, a, I got into lipsticks a lot um, and to a point where my paychecks were every single month, which is going into buying more and more colors, different colors. Um, so yeah, that was, I think, how it all started. So I think that's when I realized that this was an addiction. Uh, it needed some sort of correction at that point in time. I think that is super relatable to so many people. And a lot of people just have this habit of continuously buying makeup. But that obviously is really harmful to our planet. How has being a mother influenced your lifestyle habits regarding being more environmentally conscious? So I think you got it right on point when you said being a mother actually did change me quite a bit in terms of the choices that I was making. So I think it has two aspects to it, right? So up until I became a mother, I, I was still majorly into makeup. Like my Sephora visits were killing me. And, um, but I, when I first had my child, uh, I think also because Singapore, so we, so we are originally from India. We moved to Singapore in 2012. Wow. Uh, so when I had my first child, the whole, um, you know, sort of expenses started uh, becoming too much for us. And I was like, I need to cut back. And the only way I could see myself cutting back was on all of the <laughs> expenses on makeup, right? Because that was not a necessity for me, right? 
so I think that was one aspect where I felt like I was wasting just too much money on buying colors that I already have. I forget when I walk into a Sephora, the colors that I have and I buy something and I come back home and I see like, oh, I just had the same exact color, uh, maybe a different brand. So I think it was the first was expenses. And the second was, again, like the whole, uh, when I came back home, I, I could see all of the makeup that I was holding. Uh, there was this one time when we went on a trip to New Zealand. It was supposed to be a hiking trip. It was with the family, but uh, it was a hiking trip. So I did not carry any makeup with me at all. Husband had done this whole surprise, you know, dinner booking for us uh, at a fancy restaurant. And I was like, hey, you should have told me because I haven't got anything. I did not have anything to wear, anything fancy to wear, nothing to put on my face. So I told him, listen, I have a black t-shirt. I'm going to put on a black t-shirt on the way to the restaurant. Just stop by at a drugstore. I'm going to take over red lipstick. I feel like that's going to do it. I'll use the lipstick for my cheeks and eyes as well. So I, he was like, you have two minutes because we are late. So I, we literally stopped. I rushed into a drugstore. I picked up the first red lipstick that I saw. I got out in the car. I was like, okay, let me just get ready. Let me put it on. And it was not nice at all. Like I, I don't want to use the word, but it not, did not make me feel good <laughs> about myself when I put that red on. And I was like, I had to just literally trash it. Um, and then from the trip, I came back home and we were moving houses just after the trip when we came back home. So I was just packing up and I, I, I had one whole box, actually two boxes of makeup, right? And the amount of red colors and pinks and mauves and whatever what have you that I had in there, I was like, this is a problem. I need to deal with this problem. And uh, yeah, so it was the whole, the, it, the wastage of the product of money of plastic like if I throw all of this away it's going to a landfill because it's you know there is still product inside those tubes so it's there's no way even if it's called recyclable there's no way people are going to recycle it because recycle plastic needs to be cleaned out right even your bottles that you have juices in it needs to be cleaned with clean water first before you recycle it so there's no way any of this makeup is actually going to be recycled I think the whole thing dawned on me. I was like, this industry is extremely wasteful. Every single time I visit Sephora, there's a new collection being launched, which is simply the same colors, which are packaged in a shinier uh, packaging with what have you, like Disney and blah. Uh, I was like, this needs to be corrected. If people really enjoy makeup, then it should be for the art and not for the packaging. So I think the whole thing sort of dawned on me and uh, I was like, okay, I need to take charge of this. So this entire experience was definitely like a turning point for you. And that made you realize that one, there's a lot of wastage when it comes to the makeup industry and the cosmetics industry. And two, that we have this tendency to keep buying the same things again and again. And I assume that's when you came up with GoPlay. Right, yeah. So it was um, actually, it was, I think, a serendipitous, serendipitous um, moment for me because I was also quitting from my previous job and I have always had the itch to do something uh, on my own. I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to change the world. So I have tried multiple things in the past, but art was always a huge part of me. Uh, so I'm an engineer by education. But um, and engineering happened to me because I come from a family of engineers. That makes sense. So, <laughs> but if uh, in second life, I would actually probably be an artist. Um, so art was something that always gave me a lot of peace. That's where I find my meditation. So I knew when I quit my job that I wanted to do something which was an intersection between engineering, art 
and something that the world needed, um, you know, in terms of sustainability and just leaving behind a better world. So I knew I wanted to do something in this intersection and I knew makeup was the more sort of consumable art out there, right? Um, so that's why I was like, I love makeup, I love art, I love mixing colors. So this is what I'm going to do. And then I created this system. Of course, it wasn't overnight. I did a lot of research surveys, spoke to multiple like 50, 100 women around Singapore, treated them to coffee. I just found them on like all these Facebook groups. <laughs> I was like, hey, can I have coffee with you? I just want to understand your behavior, purchasing behavior for makeup. But yeah, so I think it was a lot of work. I spent about six months uh, doing groundwork for this. And then uh, I came up with the system and the whole sort of concept of modular uh, DIY makeup. Wow. So I like to call it like the Lego for makeup. So the same fundamentals of a Lego, right? Like we give you the building blocks. Now you can go and have endless fun with this. You can keep creating what you want. So there's no wastage. We're not creating new toys. We're just letting you have fun, free with you. So that was the entire concept that we came up with then. That's awesome. That's a lot of dedication just to really understand what women want and what women need. So in order to take this a step further, can you walk us through the steps of how to use the GoPlay app? So actually the GoPlay app uh, standalone is not going to be as useful if you don't have the GoPlay DIY system. Okay. So uh, what we first introduced actually in the market was the lipstick, uh, the lips kit, which we call it lips kit. Um, so it's a kit which comes with five primary colors. The color system that we follow is RYB, which is red, yellow, blue. And then we have white and black, which is sort of for um, tweaking around with tones, right? So the cartridge, so the system comes with five cartridges. These cartridges are essentially liquid lipsticks, okay? And they come in a pump form. So every single pump that you do is an accurate dispensing of the product. So if it's one pump of the red, that means you're getting, you know, 0.01 ml of the red drop. So because of the accurate dispensing of uh, each of the cartridges, we are now able to create recipes for any color that you want based on color theory, right? For instance, if you mix red and blue, you would get a purple in certain uh, ratios. If you mix yellow and blue, you'll get greens in certain proportions. If you want a really nice nude, then you would have to mix all of the colors in certain proportions, which is more catered to your nude than somebody else's nude. Right? So, so what we did was first created the system, then we created recipes for multiple colors. Uh, version 1.0 of the kit was essentially just a chart of physical paper with recipes, which was tucked inside of the kit. Uh, when we launched version 2.0, that's when we launched the app because we realized that people wanted a lot more colors. They wanted a lot more flexibility, but not everybody understands color theory. Right. So what we do with the app now, uh, and what we like to call the app is sort of like a stylist for you, right? A makeup stylist, while the kit itself is a makeup factory. Wow. So now you have a stylist which recommends colors for your skin tone, undertone, and then you have the factory where you just go and create it yourself. So you have every, everything in a little box on your vanity. Right? You don't really need to go to a Sephora and buy it. The version 2.0, we launched two variants of the kit. So one variant is the cool variant and the other one is the warm variant. Right, And all of this, we obviously understood as we started talking to more customers. So the warm variant works best if you have a warm undertone 
Um, so for instance, like I have a warm undertone, uh, somebody else would have a cooler undertone and the colors that look good in me won't necessarily look good at the other person. And uh, to get the colors that look good at me, I need my primary colors to have a warmer undertone. I cannot use primary colors which have a cooler undertone because they will create colors which are cooler. So which is why we have two undertones, uh, two variants with two undertones. Now on the app itself, you can select the kit that you have bought. And then it will give you a wheel, color wheel, where you can just pick a color that you like. And it gives you a short recipe of the colors, which is essentially just numbers written next to the primary colors. So it'll say two of the red, one of the yellow, five of the whites, etc. And all you have to do is just pump it that many number of times on the kit. And the kit is nice and compact. It comes with a jar, which is attached to it. So there's no mess. So you just pump everything out. It dispenses in the jar. You mix it up with a little brush that also is provided. And then you get that color. So that's sort of like the basic functionality of the app where you can just create whatever colors you want. Uh, what we are now working on is creating uh, a photo upload uh, function where you can simply just click any colors that you like when you're traveling or whatever. You can pick the color and it'll give you a recipe for that. So that's sort of the second uh, thing that we are now in the stages of launching. And after that, it's going to become more AI driven where we'll understand your behavior, the colors that you like, what looks good in you. You give a rating, you share, say favorites, and then we keep throwing colors at you, which you we think will work perfect for your choices and preferences. So it's a lot more a sort of work in progress, but that's where we are at right now. Wow, that's an amazing concept. It's for women to fully take ownership of their makeup journey and really specifically cater to their own needs. And I think that's so wonderful. And I also recently read from your blog post about what's makeup made of and was shocked by what I found out. Could you explain more about the beauty industry's tendency to greenwash their products? Yeah, so I think the uh, so there's this whole one side of the industry, which is all about organic, um, you know, where they say that our products are 100% organic, et cetera. I think the word organic is very, very abused. Mm. Uh, it's not to say that it's good or bad, but uh, just for if something is organic doesn't make it better for you as you know for your skin or as um, on the environment even and there's this whole uh, thesis written by this one doctor um i forget his name but he's written about how the whole clean beauty uh, is so misconstrued in the world clean doesn't mean chemical free clean just means that we're using chemicals that are of the same ph balance as your um, skin we are using chemicals that are not intrusive to the earth in any way so there's this whole science that goes behind it but you see this surge of brands which are calling themselves organic we make you know lip balms with shea butter but we don't put anything else in it it's beetroot etc that's all great but that's not going to guarantee you performance and that's not going to guarantee you a better world tomorrow it is still one product which is used and they make these products in thousands if not millions if this one product does not uh, get, get sold or does not reach consumers pockets and they're not using it every day this product is still going to go waste now imagine all of the uh, resources gone behind producing this product in the millions and having it move from one country to another 
the, the entire logistics of it, the whole carbon footprint of it. I think that's where we want to contribute the most. We want to reduce the number of products that are moving around in the world because we, we literally have eight cartridges right now. And with these eight cartridges, you can create endless colors, right? So it's not, there's no wastage. Like we're not creating seasonal colors. We are literally giving you the basics and we're telling you, hey, now you go and create your color, right? So the, the logistics of it is handled a lot better. We are not moving around product, which is just wasted. Apparently, uh, this, there's a study done by Good Housekeeping and women uh, of all of the makeup that they buy, 87% of the makeup goes unused to the landfill. So imagine out of the 10 products that you have, eight products are just simply going to go to the landfill without being used. Now these eight products, there's production gone behind it, there's plastic gone behind it, and there is the movement of logistics of these trucks and shipping and air that's gone behind, moving this wasted inventory of eight out of the 10. Yeah. That's a huge impact on the environment. And that's what we, I think, are trying to deal with and uh, trying to solve for. Uh, having said that, also our components and ingredients are uh, clean in the sense they're clean by EWG standards. So EWG is this body in the US which has a list of chemicals which are good, average, or bad, right? So we all, we make sure all of our ingredients are in the good spectrum. Uh, so they're all very EWG compliant. And we are vegan and we are cruelty-free. So in the sense, so we're not uh, cruelty-free certified by PETA, but we manufacture in cruelty-free environments and we do not test on animals. So we are still in the process of getting the PETA certificate. I feel like a lot of people don't really know the hard facts and it's very easy to just take things on surface value. And what consumers are like today is that they want to do a social good. They won't support brands that don't align with their beliefs. And a lot of the time, like you said, these brands are kind of swindling them into thinking that they're making a conscious effort and making the right choices when in reality, it's not so much the case. So thank you for deep diving into that research for us so that we could truly make the right decisions. Yeah. Another question that I have for you, this is a little bit more broader and your opinion as a woman yourself. What are your thoughts on the notion of look good, feel good? I think uh, for me personally, it's the other way around. It's feel good, look good. Um, so if, if there, I, I feel like there are a lot of women who put in a lot of effort to look good, but um, if you speak to them or you talk to them, you would know that there's something amiss. Uh, on the other hand, there are people who just generally are feel good people, right? They don't care too much about what other people think. And I feel like they just tend to look good, even if they don't put in an effort. Um, having said that, of course, with this world of social media, it's a lot more inspiration driven. So you would want to follow your influencers and look like them and do like them. Um, all of that is great. But for me personally, and another reason why I felt like this product had a bigger message was because it's not just the end product. It's not just how that color looks on you when you get out of the door. No, for us, for me particularly, it is the whole process of, you know, dispensing the colors and mixing it and creating something on your own. I feel like that already gives you a certain sense of achievement. Okay, and that you're in control. And I feel like it's more of this sort of emotional process that you go through while creating something 
uh, that cannot be replaced with something that you just buy on the store and put it on and just leave the house. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's more about how you feel. And I, I also think like in today's day and age, we all tend to take things very seriously. Um, we give too much weightage to what he or she said. I generally feel like, and this is the way I live, and this is my sort of fundamental belief, is that nobody's out to get you. Nobody is doing things to hurt you. If you're getting hurt, that's on you, right? So I feel like it's very overrated, the whole oh, self-respect, this person said this to me. If all of us just stop taking things personally and just start acting, I think that's that kind of takes a huge burden off and you already just feel good about yourself because you don't give too much weightage to what other people think or say and if you feel good about yourself if you feel like you've done enough in a day I feel like you'll just look good to everybody around you so yeah I mean that's the that's the philosophy that I live by that was very inspirational I really like that <laughs> so much it's, it's about having that self-confidence to love yourself despite what you look like it's more feeling good about who you are as a person and that will really just shine through in the way you behave and people gravitate towards that. So my last question is, because you do seem to be quite an expert on the subject, how would you advise women to show themselves more self-love? I think like I just said, it's uh, more about, you know, don't take things personally. I think it's, uh, we women are unfortunately brought up um, it's changing, but we have been brought up in a society where we've always been told, hey, you're the thread to keep the entire family together. You have this responsibility. And so it's, I, I feel like there's too much pressure for us to be nice to people first. And also we are people pleasers, right? Uh, more than men, I feel like. And it's, it's, some of it is innate, some of it is inherent, but I think some of it is societal as well. I think it's about time we just sort of say that hey it's all right you know you don't have to please everyone some people are bound to get pissed off it's fine as long as your intentions are good it's fine and I think the second thing is if somebody tells you something take it as feedback take it as critical criticism instead of taking it personally use that as ammunition to better yourself instead of complaining yeah um so I think we also have this tendency of playing the victim a lot um most women, I feel like. Uh, so I think it's about time we change that, stop playing victim, start taking charge. And uh, yeah, the more we start looking at the world this day, where we're like, we're not up against the world, we are with the world, it's fine. The more self-love we can give ourselves. Yeah. And also I think another thing that I do almost regularly is make sure that I do at least one thing in a day, which makes me uncomfortable, you know, whether it's doing this podcast or <laughs> reaching out to somebody high up there and saying, hi, you know, let's get a coffee together. I, I would shit my pants, uh, you know, five years back if I, if I was told to talk to say, you know, a CEO of some company, I would never do it because I would always self-doubt, right? Uh, and the whole imposter syndrome. But today I, I, I don't, you know, care about it. And uh, yeah, so every single day I want to do something which makes me uncomfortable. And the more you do that, the less you would fear others and fear the world. And the more proud of yourself you would be. And I think that is very important for self-love. Like you need to be proud of yourself every single day. You're truly such an inspiration. You really found a problem and was like, 
I'm just going to fix it because I can. And I think that is so powerful. And I love just how you take charge of things and you see the world in such a beautiful way. So thank you so much for talking to us. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you so much. Likewise, thank you. And to everyone listening, thank you for tuning in. We hope this has inspired you to make a change and gear towards endorsing sustainable makeup. It is time we consider the impact of our purchasing habits and understand what exactly the brands we are patronizing truly stand for. Be sure to check out products from GoPlay on the GirlSource website, www.girlsource.com, and subscribe to our podcast for more episodes. Lastly, follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. This is your host, Carisha, and you've been listening to Girl Source Chats. I'll see you next time. Bye.